Holy jumpin' jambalaya, Alex. You know what day it is? It is Monday. You don't have to say anything yet. So that means it's time to record. And do you want to get nuts? Come on, let's get nuts. Today, on Through the Lens, we'll ask, Where are they? In reference to the many Batman movies that have come about, we will look to rehydrate your interest in the many adaptations. You get that one? No, I don't actually. I'm not done yet. From the Adam West Batman of the 60s to the infamously infamously horrible Batman and Robin to the most recent The Batman, we will find out who is vengeance, who is allowed to use the Bat credit card, and who will be delegated to not being able to move their neck in a costume all today on Through the Lens. The rehydrating one is from Batman 66. That is the Joker's, the the villain's plans is they dehydrate all the security council. That's right. That's right. I actually forgot about that. That's right. That's excellent. Davis. But then you, 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 you are you are on fire. Batman man. and Robin you're, leave you're them just fire. they they messed it up so they're all speaking different languages. They just leave, they're like, well, that's it. And they just that's left. that sums up that movie pretty well. Davis, you are just you are you you you've been on fire with these intros lately, Thank my you. man. Excellent work yet again. I mean, I look forward to it every time we do this show. That's right. Welcome to Through the Lens. We're talking about all live action Batman films that have been released thus far. From 1966, the Bat or Batman the movie, all the way to the Batman, the 2002 installment with Matt Reeves directing and Robert Pattinson starring as the Dark Knight. But first and foremost, Davis, before we even get into that, before we even get into the news, let's talk about our trivia question from last week. We ended the episode with this question: In what movie does Harrison Ford say, "I didn't kill my wife"? To which Tommy Lee Jones replies, "I don't care." I don't care. The Fugitive. That's exactly right, Davis. Easy. The Fugitive. Tommy Lee Jones won an Oscar for that film as the best supporting Good. actor. One of our, one of our on favorites. One. I look forward to watching and reviewing that movie on this podcast Dr. one time in the Kimball. future. And of course, you can actually go to Boone, North Carolina, and see the train wreck that they used in the first film. It was all practical. Well, not practical, but the you know where they show it all. It is a yeah, practical created thing. No, no, no. It was it was a tragedy. But they create they created that set and left it there. It's like a landmark in that uh, town. My brother's actually seen it once before as well. I look forward to somebody doing that. It seems like it'd be a fun trip. But yeah, that is the trivia question from last. That's the answer from last week's episode. We'll be having a question at the end of today's episode as well. I will not be revealing the question until Don't the very end, Davis. No, Davis, gotta 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 oh, have some it. to look forward to. Have some to look forward to, Davis. But anyway. Now let's move on to the movie news, and we're going to keep it light this week because we have ten movies to talk about today. So it's going to it's going to be a busy one. So let's keep it light with the news. Only a, only a few things, Davis. You can have some reaction to these as you will. Christopher Lloyd has joined the cast of The Mandalorian, and the role is untitled right now. No one's sure who he will be playing in this in this uh, third season of the Disney Plus hit Star Wars show. I'm kind of looking forward to that. I like Christopher Lloyd. He's been funny in pretty much everything. So I wonder. I do wonder what role he plays if it's you know, one character we've already met before, but an older version or, an, or a new character. What do you think, Davis? I don't know. I, I, it's hard to believe he's still kicking nowadays. Whoa, now, Davis. Whoa, not so. He he looked old in the '80s for Back to the Future, that's which you haven't true. seen. But that's true. He did. He did look a lot older. Uh, that's a good point. He actually, was, he was hacker in uh, Cyber Chase. He was also in Clue. He was in Clue. Yes, he right. was. Did you, know, did you know that Clue in theaters had four different theatrical endings? Depending on what theater you went to, you could have a different one. Really? Mm-hmm. Awesome movie. I love that movie. It's a good never one. Never seen it. Oh, my gosh, Davis. How can you... You, you want to know this super awesome trivia about this movie I've never seen before? Never That's seen terrible. That's I have terrible. some I have some movie news. Ah, oh, really, Davis? Go ahead and share. Uh, I sent it to Chris on a TikTok, so i got to lean in and read it. Oh, Lord. Um, There are 265 drafts for the first episode of The Halo Show, 
And they also, quote, didn't look at the game and didn't talk about the game when writing it. They said they didn't want to be restricted by the game, to which I say, maybe you should. Apparently the Chevy Tahoe has a big, a big important role in the show. I forgot that there's a Chevy Tahoe <laughs> just, in there. It's just back there. Hey, man, the most durable car the there is. 2005 Chevy Tahoe. How much do you is. think Chevy paid them to put uh, to put the why Tahoe? Would you put a t- why would you put that? To show how durable they are. Why would They don't make those anymore. They've survived like a nuclear apocalypse. But like, why wouldn't you? I'm pretty sure, do, does Chevy even make money off like getting people buying used Tahoes? I don't think they no, do. No, they don't. That's not, so that's that, not how the resale market if, works. Yeah, if... If they wanted to sponsor it, which I don't think they did, because why, why would you put a Chevy Tahoe? You'd put like a, a new Silverado in the back or something. Yeah, you not would. Not a Chevy Tahoe from like your mom has, the, the, your dad has. My, he actually has a GMC. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, I, I can't remember what it's called. A Yukon, actually. Same thing. GMC no, and Chevy. Are the GMC, same thing. Yes, they, they, they pretty much are the same car. Um, Yeah, I'm. Oh, man, Davis. I, I'm going to watch it. I'm going to be not. in agony for every moment that I do. Much like that film, The Tomorrow War, that I watched over the summer. But thank you for the movie news, Davis. That's uh, uh, Master Chief's gonna be standing there, and Cortana's gonna be like, "The grunts behind us, isn't it?" Isn't it? <laughs> he turns around. Oh my god! Like, <laughs> That's what they sound like. That is, I guess. I suppose so. I'm just. <laughs> it, is the Harbinger gonna be in it? That I can talk. The fact, the fact that it's just not like. I understand there is a lot of lore that you can explore, and you can do a, a you, you know, some some fans were like, make it just the game, just make it the first game, and I'm like, no, that's a bad idea. But the point is, and you know, I'm not trying, I'm not trying to be those gatekeeping fans that are like, it has to be what my headcanon says it was going to be like. We've already gotten thirty thousands of those talking about Kenobi, which is annoying. Ugh. That's a whole other thing for another time. And they rewrote episode. it. Yes, exactly. And people freaked out until they learned that our Lord and Savior Dave Filoni was the one who told them to rewrite. And everyone's like, "Actually, was rewriting that bad? I don't know." That's mm. I, yes. I could get into this rant a whole other time, but I won't do that right now, personally. I can't um, wait for every single person to show up in Kenobi possible. We'll the see. First about- ep- I can't wait for the first episode to be episode to be filler, and then Kenobi doesn't show up again. I can't just, wait to just I, cameos. I can't wait for it to just be actually. Oh wait, this is actually the third season of The Mandalorian. Oh. Wow, that's amazing. Uh, <laughs> um. But I'm not trying to be that way, but, like, there were just so many simple things I think they could have done. Like, imagine, Davis, instead of that that um, rendition of Phil Collins in the air tonight for the trailer, they just used the music from the game with Michael O'Donnell. Oh. Exactly. That, that, wasn't, that wasn't at all. I know. I was, I was, I, it, was, it was a mockery. But I don't know. I don't want to talk about it too much because I think I'm just going to get sad. So we'll move on. How about that, Davis? All right. Uh, a new game is coming out, Davis. We just got a first look at Hogwarts Legacy, the Harry Potter-inspired RPG. Quote, players will get to create their own character, be sorted into one of the four Hogwarts houses, and take classes. And players will be starting as a late fifth-year student to sort of prevent the game from being about an 11-year-old and to you know prevent the whole age progression because that would be a very long game. It honestly looks really cool. It does look pretty this is, cool. This Not is sure the kind of I don't know if I would either I'm necessarily. Not a big Harry Potter fan. I, I personally am, but you know, I think you know it's going to be for a specific group of fan that wants to go through taking classes at Hogwarts. I don't know. I'm going to wait till it comes out and then maybe I'll consider it. But it looks awesome. I'm not going to make a joke. Oh Lord, I won't. Um, <laughs> but it, it looks cool. It's it's a really cool concept. It's something that I've personally been I, wanting for a Game of Thrones style game for years. I had a. A Harry Potter game on like the Xbox, like the original Xbox when I was a kid. It was like Chamber of Secrets. It was banging. Wow, it was a good game. Wow, there you go. 
Davis with Davis with a reference to a game that I'm not sure. Some maybe one of our listeners will know about that game. I certainly don't. But yeah, it looks cool. And I think I like those style of games that allow you to choose a lot, but are in that kind of world. So I think it'll be really cool. And I wonder how it'll tie into the movies if it does at all. And moving on, we only got uh, four more things to go. Denny Villeneuve says that Dune Part 2 script is complete and filming will begin soon. Very exciting. I cannot wait for the sequel, Davis. I'm looking forward to it. I have, I have some news I'm going to go last if, oh. you, don't, if you don't okay. have it. Okay, right now. I'm, I may not, but you just let me know if I do as I keep saying it. The Miss Marvel trailer was released. It'll star Iman Villani as Kamala Khan. and She said she didn't like Captain Marvel. Wait, in the trailer? No, like the, the actress. Oh. She was like, it wasn't that good or something. Everyone well, was like, but you're starring in a movie with her. I'm like, she cannot like the movie. Well, with with respect, the uh, the show doesn't look very good either. Hey, man. I'm just saying. It, it will hit Disney Plus on June 8th. It it looks like it's like, haha, bad rom-com, like bad Netflix rom-com. But the point is, y- you can only mock a genre so much before you become the genre. You know what I'm saying? And it, 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 do- it just doesn't look that good. And again, we're Bad both- satire is just what it's satirizing. If you think about it, that's exactly right, Davis. Mm-hmm. A very good take there. And again, both the, both of us are very MCU'd out right now. So. I'm very MCU. I think so. Miss Marvel's a cool character. I hope they do her justice. Because if they don't, every single fanboy that has never felt the touch of a woman <laughs> will be making will be saying some foul things about this show and the character that is brought into it. Oh my god. I'll gosh. just say that because they did it with the comics as well. Coming for blood, Davis. I mean, you're completely right. I wasn't gonna go in such in such you know what? terms. I will. I will. But if you have an issue with Miss Marvel, the character, come on. There are there is a specific group of, let's say, male dominated MCU fans who and a specific group of fans in any context who are very much opposed to female led films. And I'm like, guys. Let alone it, females of color and also ones that are also Muslim. Yeah. It, fans make me yeah, just sad is all I can say, really, Davis. You're right. It, it's ridiculous, and we've discussed this at length before. I mean, watch the movie for what it is. Don't get annoyed because it's not exactly what you wanted, and more specifically because it happens to have diversity, a concept. Diversity's good. Thumbs up for me. Thumbs up for me as well. Moving on to uh, two more things of news. Sydney Sweeney has been cast in Sony's Madam Web, Davis. Thumbs down. Don't uh, care. She will be starring opposite Dakota Johnson, but according to Deadline, there is no word on who she will be playing. She's known for roles in Euphoria and White Lotus. Maybe like Spider Gwen or something. I don't know. Why? Why can't Sony stop, Davis? Why can't they stop? Because they're going to keep making money. I guess. I don't know. They, they, I, I don't move on. Move go on. The, indeed. Go to the next. Thing. And and related to what we're talking about today, the Batman will officially be going on HBO Max on April nineteenth. For those who do not want to go in theaters to see it again, it will be released on well, HBO might, Max so. on streaming on April thirteenth. You guys can wait for that. I may go again. I don't honestly know what I'll be doing. But. I have news oh. related. Is this that was it? That was that was my last bit. I that have was news relating to both Spider Man and Batman. Whoa! Recently on Twitter, since you know, like the Spider Man HD release has yeah. officially come out. There's been uh, quite a few screenshots that have been going around. One particular is when Flash, if you remember in the movie, when he's like when he finds out that Peter Parker is Spider Man, he yeah. like he's checking his phone. He's in the street, and people are comparing that to shots from the Batman to show how much more money no way home cost and how much worse it looks and to be fair you're just choosing one random scene but i think overall you can be like yeah this movie does like it's way cgi there's moments like where uh where the three peters are running off on the the scaffolding they're not actually there's cgi masks if you didn't know that yeah, it's a whole thing that's something going on on twitter right now the the uh, i'm on the this, batman side i i'm a bit annoyed by this because every every few months people freak out about the fact that the mcu 
overuses VFX. We've known this since Spider-Man Far From Home when Nick Fury was sitting in a chair with a CGI gun and a CGI wall behind him. The only thing that was there is the chair. I feel like that's given more work to your CGI artists. That's, that's that the consensus, that's and, it, and, it, and it is, and it's just, it's, it's laziness on part of what, in my opinion, are, and this is going to get some hate, I think these are relatively uncreative directors. I don't think they have a lot of creative... Um, Matt Reeves, to me, in the Batman showed a lot more creative liberty and a lot more, you know, with the cinematography, you saw more of an artistic approach versus these directors. For what it's worth, I'm going to say it, and it's going to maybe get some more hate. There's a reason these directors are MCU directors exclusively. <laughs> and uh, that's not that's not, that's yeah, you, not you don't insult. see Scorsese they, directing. They do what the studio asks you don't them, see and Matt, they do it well. Matt Reeves ain't going to be directing an MCU movie. It, it, I, I honestly don't think, don't think you would. Then again, you know, you got you got a guy like Sam Raimi coming in. Let's see how that changes with, I'm, with I, Multiverse of Madness, I'm convinced right? this movie's actually going to look, well, look good. We will see. We will see, of course. But they do what the MCU producers and what you know Disney wants them to do. They They deserve credit for that. The Russo brothers deserve credit for creating the Winter Soldier and Civil War and Infinity War, right? I think they do. Endgame, I'm not, I'm not super hype on that movie, but I think that's the reason. Does that make sense? I, I feel like that's something that just, you know, they're a reason they're here. And you're right, I think it does, you know, give a lot of more work to their CGI artist, but I don't think they quite care. I don't think the CGI half the time even looks that amazing. I think I think compared I think to like Davy Jones, we already talked about we, that. Uh, yeah, again, the MCU, MCU CGI, in my opinion, is heavily overrated. And like I sometimes think. it'll look it look fine, but then like one I can remember in theaters recognizing was Endgame, where like Thanos is sitting down on the thing and he stands up and he like throws the rock. Looked terrible for me. You know, seeing the trailer for Infinity War, everybody's freaking out. Iron Man's suit looked horrible. Yes, it still does to me to this very day. I I, I don't know why it looked the way it looked that it better did. in two thousand eight than it does now. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what the reason was. Like, I I get they wanted to go glossy for nanotech. Anyway, this is a whole other debate. But I agree with you, Davis. I think that's a fair point. And I think, you know, No Way Home's going to get critical. Fans always get super critical about things once they become too popular. That personally annoys me to death. They do it with every MCU movie because every MCU movie is very popular. And then two months later, fans come out of the woodworks and like, actually, this movie's really bad and you don't understand why it's bad. And I'm like, guys, come on. Also, people, I saw a few tweets. People were like, oh, God. They were like, Marvel should start putting in the cheers for when it's happening in the movie into the DVD. And I was like, oh, so you just reinvented a, like a, a laugh track. Because they were like, it's not the same when you don't watch it in theater. Which, yeah, they made it for the theater. Like... Movies nowadays that, are going down the drain. I think I'd throw up if I, if I you're saw it. And you're sitting like, you're some canned, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so when I rewatched I did see how there was a bit of a bit of a comedy track for when Andrew Garfield Spider-Man shows up. I was like, yeah. <sighs> guys. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. I look, think I, like, I like that movie. I'm a big Spider-Man fan. But I, looking at it critically, like I said when we talked about that movie, if you look at it like from a critic point of view, not from a Spider-Man fan point of view, lot of flaws. It's it, it is it is certainly has its flaws in my opinion. I, I said some when we talked about the movie first that that time around. You can go listen to that episode if you'd like to get a refresh on what we talked about. But Davis, let's move on because yep. we're not here about Spider Man yep. anymore. We're here about we're here about the Dark Knight of Gotham. But first and foremost, I'm Davis, vengeance. let's set the stage here because when evaluating Batman movies, there's so many things to consider. How did you evaluate these movies when you created your ranks. We'll be ranking all 10 theatrical Batman films from 10 to 1. We'll start with our worst and end with our I best. I went based off not only me liking it, but yeah. best Batman Yeah, Best Batman movie. Because okay. I think there's a debate that we had with the top two. I'm just going to say that now. I, I, I Over did, better movie or better Batman movie. I did the same. I, I based on three criteria. You know, what film I really enjoyed, 
how it is as a Batman movie because I don't want to say so much as a superhero movie, but I think, you know, Batman has a certain standard and these movies fit in those ways and other ways they don't. For me, that's not super important. It's not the ultimate criteria, but it does play a role. And then also just, you know, how good is the movie critically, right? You know, how does that movie hold up on its own? Because sometimes the more enjoyable movie may not be the best movie. I've said this before with other blockbusters that I sometimes enjoy better than the Oscar winners. You know what I mean? That's kind of how it goes for me. So I evaluate on those three. And there isn't some sort of formula. I didn't, you know, do a percentage calculation. I just sort of think of all three of those in mind and try and formulate an entire opinion. So would you say you feel that same way, Davis? Yes. All right. The thing is, there was one that I put higher. If I did it based on pure enjoyment, be lower. Interesting. I put it higher up because I recognize people like it for a reason. Interesting. And And I'm sure you know which one that is. I think I do too. And I I, I look forward to seeing how that uh, goes. But without further ado, Davis, let's begin. Would you like to start or should I? I think we both have the same bottom one. We both do. That being Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin, nineteen ninety-seven. The and film. I and I'd also wager we have the second to last one the same as well. But we'll I get agree to with that you. We'll, we'll get. We'll, we'll we'll keep it. Sequential. I do have some trivia about this one. Go right ahead, Davis, if you do. Well, first off, this movie sucks. <laughs> I mean, like, there's no qualms about it. Not only will George Clooney give you your money back if you say you saw it in theaters, which is something he is known to do. Yeah. Uh, uh, Joel Schumacher has apologized profusely for this movie, multiple, many times. Um. But George Clooney says he doesn't regret making it, but he does hate the movie. Interesting. I, I, he doesn't I, regret I, it because it gave him his big break in Hollywood, and he keeps the poster in his office to remind him about to to not make a mistake. Which the, the poster is vintage floating heads. Ugh. If you, I mean, have you if you yes, seen the poster? Seen I, yeah, and you know you've got a honestly stacked cast for that time: Arnold Schwarzenegger this, as Do- Mr. Freeze, Clooney as Bruce Wayne, Batman, Chris O'Donnell returning as Dick Grayson or Robin, Uma Thurman as. Dr. Pamela Isley or Poison Ivy, and then Alicia Silverstone of Clueless fame as Barbara Wilson, not mm. Barbara Gordon, <laughs> as Batgirl, and then so on and so forth. Also, cameo by Coolio. Where was he? Uh, Coolio gets a very brief uh, shot as the character Jonathan Crane. He's He appears in the cameo in the start of the motorcycle race as Jonathan Crane, and he was later stating that he was to reprise his role as Scarecrow in the ultimate sequel, Batman Unchained. Unchained. Yeah. And following the critical and financial failures of the film, Clooney vowed to never reprise the role, which led to Good. the end of the series. Just wait for the Flash movie where Clooney <laughs> And for critical and financial failure, this film, on a budget of $125 to $160 million, made just $238.2 million at the worldwide box office, the worst of any Batman film to date, other than Batman the movie, the 1966 film. Also written by Akiva Goldsman, who is an Oscar winner for the movie A Beautiful Mind, also wrote I, Robot, and I Am Legend, but somehow also wrote this film. Davis, it's terrible. I give Other A Beautiful trivia, Mind Davis. a thumbs down. From, really? I, I think I've seen it I've not it one seen it, time, but it's critically acclaimed. And I was like, eh, maybe I haven't. I don't know. I had not seen it, it's critically acclaimed. But Davis, what other, do you have any trivia for us on this one? Uh, Kevin Feige said it's one of the most important comic book movies ever because of its catastrophic failure. And because I how, was, it re- how it set DC back years. Yeah, uh, I can get some more trivia. No, like, there's no need because I, I have some points that I have on why it's bad. Oh, my, my computer's bugging out. You you go ahead. I'll say I'll say a couple things. For one, the score is pretty decent. It's it's very overplayed from the from Batman Forever, which we'll talk about in a second. I will say for all the criticism out uh Clooney gets, Alfred and Bruce have some really good interactions by themselves. Michael Goh is a great Alfred in my opinion. He's 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 the Alfred for all four. He, and he, he stands out. Yes, he was. The and thing he, is, so is this supposed to be yeah, the same yeah. 
Okay. It's all it's all one alleged universe. Oh um the designs for the Gotham landscape, in my opinion, are excellent. I don't really I like don't, all the neon, but Shoemaker Joel Schumacher has a scope of making everything massive and overblown. I, I give it credit for its creativity. I don't necessarily like it, but I can recognize how creative it is. Is that a, is that a fair statement? Okay. I don't necessarily like the neon, but I recognize the creative nature with which Schumacher... He has a vision rather than just putting it in a city, which is a criticism I have of other movies in this, in this list that we'll get to in a moment. He actually creates a Gotham rather than just Batman in Pittsburgh or wherever you want to go, right? But onto the bad, I mean, the script is... God awful, Davis. It was this like it's some the, of the worst. longest two hour movie. I was watching yeah. like during class. I was like, oh my god, it's still. I'd like I'd like be listening in class. I was on Zoom for like the last maybe forty minutes of it, and I'd like I'd be listening. I'd look up and be like, oh my god, they're still going. This movie introduces two, three villains, including Bane. Oh yeah. Two. There's a Robin Nightwing subplot, and Alfred is dying subplot. They were gonna make they were gonna a make Barbara a Barbara Wilson subplot. They were gonna make a Nightwing spinoff. After the Batman Unchained, a, a yeah, with with Chris O'Donnell. Oh my lord, a a bar. A, there's like that's like six or seven plots, and the movie is two hours and five minutes. It was. Ugh. How does that happen? And I mean, good heavens! And then going on to the bad, you know, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger gets a lot of flack for this film, and part of it is rightly so. But in my opinion, he, his performance himself is not so bad. The dialogue is what's awful. He honestly is having a lot of fun with the role, and you can see that through the way that he's doing it. And he's clearly trying to invoke the 1960s era of villains. The problem is the dialogue is horrible. For example, Mr. Freeze in his elaborately ridiculous blue suit is introduced, and his first four lines of dialogue, Davis, I've got them written down, are this. Okay. And I quote, The Iceman cometh. Mercy? I'm afraid that my condition has left me cold to your pleas of mercy. Another one. That's one pun. We get another one. You are not sending me to the cooler to Batman. That's two puns. He has a total also of 27 got, in the movie. In this yeah. universe, there's only one absolute. Everything freezes, which doesn't make sense. That's no. Uh, okay, true. I guess it does actually. Sorry, I, I, I'm a That's too entropy. Interesting. Okay, never mind. That. The I take big it back. freeze at the end of the universe when when all the heat is spread out. You know, like heat spreads out with yeah. entropy. Wall freeze. Okay, I take it back. Then. I take it See? back. He, he knew. But I, I think he's having a lot of fun, but the dialogue is just awful. Everything's yeah, no, a pun or a bit. The first terrible. line is, I mean, after this really hyped title card with the Robin and Batman logo smashing together and we see the Batmobile, which is an improvement, in my opinion, upon the Batman Forever Batmobile, which is I'm not terrible. Gonna, I'm not going to say what it looks like. We'll, 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 <laughs> you can maybe say it off screen, but or off mic, I guess. I have a but word that's allowed. After, after all of that... The first line is, I want a car. Chicks dig the car. And then oh. he looks to him. He's like, this is why Superman works alone. <laughs> I will say. Terrible. The, the, I knew about the back credit card already. Like, that's, that's pretty infamous. That made me laugh. I thought that was pretty That was pretty funny. Just the way he pulled it out, he would never, never leave, leave home, home without, without it. it. Not was, to mention it's registered to Batman. That was pretty funny. That made me that made me chuckle. It, it made me chuckle, but it's also like, still it was terrible. So absurd. I was like, "What the hell?" It's still absurd. And then you you got later on, you got the rubber lips are immune to your charms, and I'm like, "Oh my god." <laughs> <laughs> this whole movie's a big thumbs down. It's, I'm probably gonna give you like a two out of ten. It's so it's so bad. It's I mean it's an overstuffed mess. I think Clooney just phones it in, and yes. I think the problem is like if Clooney was having an Adam West fun with it, it honestly I think would be more enjoyable. The problem is he tries to win an Oscar, mm. and it's just bad. And then he phones it in halfway through, and then the suit up scenes. Oh Wait. my! 
it 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 builds off of the suit up scene from Batman Forever, which we'll talk about with the bat nipples and the bat butt. But instead of this one, which is standing, they each pull up their pants in camera, which is the str- why does that happen? And everything's an action figure. Every suit looks different. Well, yeah, Joel Schumacher. I have a quote for you. Yeah, Joel Schumacher said, "Well, here, where is it?" In later interviews, director Joel Schumacher blamed studio pressure to make the film more toyetic. That's the that's the word he used, and that, and we'll we'll talk about that as we get later into the movies in this chronology because we're actually got going in basically reverse order. But yeah, I think this is like the pinnacle. Of, this is the apex of, of trying to make it toys of all I, those these demands. These toys don't even seem that cool. Yeah, I, I can't imagine they would either. I mean, all those suits and stuff. I'd want like the '89 Batman toy if I were a kid back then. Yeah, yeah, so would I. So would I. And one thing, this is the last thing that I'm going to talk about because we talk about dialogue. People talk about people talk about the camp. They talk about overstuffed. Those are all you know generic criticisms. The stakes are terrible in this movie. There are multiple times where Mr. Freeze has Batman on the ropes and just refuses to kill him. Number one is in the rocket when they're flying away, and he just freezes his wrists. He's like, I'm going to lock you in here, tee And then he freezes Robin, mm-hmm. and he says, save the boy or come after me. And then he literally says, I'll kill you next time. It's so. Why it's not so just humorous. freeze him? In the- he says, you got 11 minutes. You can either save him or stop me. Or you could just shoot Batman with your all-powerful freeze gun better, and end the movie. In a better movie, it would have shown that he was conflicted because he doesn't want to kill people because he just wants to save his wife. Exactly. And in this one, in a better movie, it would have showed that Batman was conflicted on what to do instead of Freeze saying, that's why you lose because you're conflicted. And I'm like, what? <laughs> Show don't tell. This movie's all tell. I, I, I hate it. It's it's a funny bad movie. You can eat your popcorn even, and laugh, but it's it's terrible. If I was watching it with someone else, I might have enjoyed it. But and, I got up at six a.m. this morning to watch Batman oh Forever. Oh, 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 Davis, you poor poor soul. And speaking, or do you have any more you want to say about no, this? One? Speaking no. Speaking of Batman Forever, let's get into this. This is the I the, fell asleep watching this one. Which, by the way, Val Kilmer actually avoided being yes. in this film to do another movie, which again we've never heard of, but. I don't remember what the movie was called. Actually, let me see if I can find it. One second. He was not in this one because he was he was going to be in the Saint instead. Good on him for avoiding this uh, film, which you know, I mean, my gosh, David Duchovny. Is that how you say his name? You know that guy, Duchovny, I think, or Duchovny. Well, I'm going to go with Duchovny. He was also in the running instead of um, instead of. Clooney for Which, well, yeah. Batman and Robin. And one last thing. Ed Harris, Anthony Hopkins, and Patrick Stewart were considered for Mr. Freeze. Hmm. Interesting. But on to Batman Forever. This is the first of the Schumacher 2 movies. Michael Keaton was replaced. He was in the first two Batman 1990s films. He was replaced by Val Kilmer. Tommy Lee Jones as Harvey Dent. Jim Carrey as Ed Nigma or the Riddler. Nicole Kidman as Dr. Chase Meridian. Chris O'Donnell in his first appearance as Dick Grayson slash Robin. Michael Goh once again as Albert Pennyworth. And Drew Barrymore with a cameo as uh, as uh, Two-Face's girl Sugar, who is like the good, because he has those two girls that are side I'm by side. I must have asleep during that part. I mean, I, I wouldn't blame you. It's written by Lee Batchelor, Janet Scott Battler, Bachelor with rewrites from Akiva Goldman, and Elliot Goldenthal with the music yet again. Keaton was supposed to return, and Leonardo DiCaprio was even offered the role of Dick Grayson, but both actors turned it down due to the direction that Schumacher was taking the Good. film. <laughs> Good. I was, so I was, I got up 6 a.m. to, I had already watched like 30 minutes of it last night, and then I got up and I started watching it, and I kept falling back, in and out of sleep. Like, I, I know what happens. Like, it, I'm not really worried about not seeing the whole thing, but I, like, I remember I saw the part where he gets him at the circus, and that was crazy, and then... <laughs> And then I saw the part. I woke up again at the part where uh, Robin brings Two Face back up, like because he's holding him. He could have let him fall, but he saved him. 
And then I fell asleep again. I woke up to Kiss from a Rose. What a song, by the way. I was like, what a song. I'm just going to say that right now. This movie premiered in 1995 with a runtime of just two hours again. Also very long. It felt very Despite the fact that it's two hours, on a budget of $100 million, the movie made $336.6 million. Actually, more than its predecessor, Batman Returns. Burton was Tim Burton was initially signed on to direct, but the studio wanted to change gears after the dark tone of Batman Returns because they wanted more toy sales. This film, good heavens, introducing too much yet again. That's the pattern of both these movies. I couldn't even... Honestly, I'll say this. Positives, I think Kilmer's pretty decent as Batman. I, yeah, I didn't mind I li- him. I like, I like his voice, and his internal conflict is pretty decent. The scene when he stops Dick Grayson from finding the gang and apologizes for not saving his family is really an excellent scene. It's it's one of, the, one of the better, and Kilmer is decent in this role. Again, I like the atmosphere created. It's creative. I don't personally think it's good, but I understand that Schumacher went really creative with creating Gotham, and I respect him for going more creative than, say, phoning it in which, again, we'll talk about later because that's one of my main things about these Batman movies. The music is good for Golden Thals first. It feels epic. The problem is it becomes very overdone, the main theme for me. And the initial suit is an improvement, in my opinion. It's darker than... And the, and the logo is more muted. The cowl fits a lot better. But this also introduced the bat nips, which is not a super big issue. Schumacher explained, actually, Davis, I don't know if you knew this, he was going for the idea that Batman and Robin, by extension, were Greek gods, essentially, and should be sculpted out of marble, which is why the suits are sculpted that way. Interesting. The problem is I think that's, that's the antithesis of Batman. Because within the context of DC, Batman is the regular guy. You know, when he works on the Justice League with Aquaman, The Flash, Superman, and so on. And again, he doesn't in these movies. But he's just a regular guy. So I think it kind of... Goes against that, if that makes any sense. What are some of your uh, main... Do you have any positives, Davis, to take away? Do I? I mean, like, Jim Carrey was interesting in it. I mean, like... <laughs> That's I'm not going to say good or criticism. bad. I mean, like, he was he was interesting. He was certainly having a lot of fun. Every time I woke back up, he had a new hairstyle as well. <laughs> what? I mean, like, I watched... I'd say I watched 65% of the movie, but I genuinely, like, it's already left my brain. It's It's bad. Like, it's, it's a bad movie. Like, I went from watching this immediately to Batman and Robin, and I guess Batman Forever just left my brain. And again, I think part of the problem is, you know, within the context of the two movies that pre- preceded it, Batman and Batman Returns, it doesn't hold up well at all. I think Jim Carrey as the Riddler is just Jim Carrey. He plays himself, and he's so over the top. Oh, yeah, Tommy Lee Jones is also... I remember you said I, he was just the Joker. I, <laughs> he was ba- Like, he didn't, he didn't do anything with the coin, except Nicole Kidman was like, the coin, it, it's important to him. Like, Show heck? don't tell. What the but hell? They, they just they they just tell. They they just tell. Like he, if he if he went like like I remember maybe two times he went like calm. He'd say something. He'd be like, "Oh, Robin, I'm gonna drop you." And he'd go like, Man, "I'm gonna drop you, Robin." Yep, I, I I have a scene for that actually. An example. One one. I mean, the Jim Carrey lines are hilarious or hilariously bad. One, he just yells, and I kid you not, he yells, "Joygasm." Oh. I remember one time. When what he, is that, Davis? When he's talking about taking over this. Oh, when he's talking about reading people's minds, he was like, "I'll get the bank their 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 credit card numbers." Like, okay, their bank things. He was like, "Oh, their sexual fantasies." I'm like, "What? <laughs> Why is it's, it the third thing?" It's terrible. And he also says at one point, "Was that too much?" I can never tell. Which sums up Jim Carrey's career very well. I'll say that right there. I enjoy Jim Carrey, movie. but I like yeah. Jim Carrey. But there's times when he does too much, and this movie is one of them. And then on to Tommy Lee Jones. I mean, he's coming off an Oscar for The Fugitive, and he's awful. He tries to match Jim Carrey, in my opinion. But the thing is, you shouldn't match. You should be a foil. Jim uh-huh. Carrey's the over-the-top. He's the very serious. A, a decent foil, in my opinion. But instead, he's just so over-the-top, and it isn't good. There's one scene at the very end where Batman confronts them at the end of the movie. 
and he confronts the Riddler, and Two Face is like in the background. He says, "And me," and he mumbles it. And I'm like, "Oh, okay." And then he just jumps out and like leg kicks his and me. <laughs> That was awesome. I will say for for the- I like every other line of dialogue, he just says he like he just makes and he just makes random noises for no reason. I, I will say the half the movie just goes the design of his other half for how the movie looks is interesting. I mean, like I don't hate it. It's the, something. The, the suit is weird, but like I don't I don't hate it. I don't hate it for the time. Now, by comparison to a movie that Two Faces in later, yeah. horrible. But I don't hate it for the time. But yeah, it's just it's so overdone. And then the dialogue. Imagine, is- imagine, imagine if Dark Knight he was like that. <laughs> you're I lucky, mean, Maroney. You're- <laughs> but your driver isn't. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to understand the reference of this, just watch the movie. It's it's something. It is something. Don't try to say it. Don't actually. I don't care if you stay awake for it or not. It's it's, it's not it's not worth it. It's certainly something is all I'm gonna say about that. Um, and like the lines are just terrible. Like the I'll get drive through. Like that why? was yeah that was it's a crazy funny. opener. It's kind of funny, but like that's Schumacher style because that drive that bleeds into the I want a car. Like it's the it's the same thing. Oh my gosh. And I, again, I don't like the neon look. Just so much going on for a shorter movie. And one main issue, Davis, that I have with this is you know. Batman is opposed to allowing Dick Grayson to get his revenge on Harvey. He takes him in as his ward, but he doesn't allow Dick Grayson to get his revenge because he thinks he will kill Harvey. And even then, when they team up, which I like their team-up scene, was like a partner, and it's a great, and then the music swells. It's decent. But he says, I can't promise I can't kill Harvey. And Batman's like, a man's got to go his own way. I'm like, what? And then later on, he doesn't even kill Harvey. Batman kills him anyway. In one of the worst kills of all time, by the way, which is, he I'll just, just throw up a bunch of, no, he throws a bunch of coins, and Harvey's oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, no. And then he falls. <laughs> I, he probably, Joel Schumacher. He probably squeals on his way down. Also, <laughs> also directed a time to kill. Imagine, <laughs> imagine a time to kill with, like, the neon everywhere. That would be cr- and then I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna do it. I wanna. We need to watch this scene later because I want to show <laughs> you. Because it's it's just hilarious. Like every other line is like, "Kill the bat." <laughs> all right. All right. Anything else about Batman? Forever? No. I hate this movie. It has some decent. Have moments. we already been going for forty minutes? No. 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 I, I started the clock way okay. earlier. Okay. I started the clock like ten minutes before the show. Okay. Anyway. Don't worry. Don't worry. No. I mean we like, going no, like I twenty just... minutes. <laughs> um. But. Yeah, terrible movie. It has some decent moments with Val Kilmer, but overall, it's still very bad. Yeah, I don't hate Val Kilmer's Batman. I don't hate Val Kilmer. He gets a lot of hate. I don't think it deserves that. The movie itself is bad. Michael Go and Val Kilmer are the standouts. The rest of it, blech. Anyway, moving on, Davis. This is where we'll differ, I think, because what is your number eight? Batman Begins. I'm, I'm dead serious right now. I don't like this movie at all. Go ahead then, Davis, because we're different on this one. Not only, it's like a Marvel movie in like all the worst ways. It was a Not different only, time, 2005. It, yeah, it's it is a very different time. I'll, I'll admit that. Like I'm, for, I'm sure for the time it was pretty pretty cool to see a a serious Batman. First of all, the uh, the suit, I do not like the suit at all. His neck's like urched forward way too much. The and problem he, is he has, inspi- he has the same problem with King, where from, he's like, Ugh. it's ins- <laughs> it's inspired from the neck mobility of the 90s films. Admittedly, also, I mean, I like Christian Bale as an actor, but like. This one, I certainly do not like him as Batman. Wow. 
like wow. Dark Knight Rises, I love him. That I really like Dark Knight Rises. Him as Batman. Dark Knight, yeah, he's all he's cool. I feel like the the progression. Wow, it's a good progression, but the first one he, I don't like him in it that much. Interesting. Go go on, Dennis, <clears> because <throat> I'm I'm shocked actually. I was watching it with Jack in Tampa, so Jack could have swayed me. Fair. He, so he didn't like it? No, he didn't like it either. Because we were watching it, and we were like, man, what the? Like, when stuff was happening. I'm in to watch it with you then, because I really enjoyed it, but we'll get to that. It was just like, like it tried to be, it take itself seriously, which I'm okay with that. Like, I'm, if, movie, if a movie can take itself seriously, if it has a reason to. Like, imagine if Joel Schumacher's took itself seriously, and then it was like, could, would you? I'm sure you'd have an issue with that. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So it'd be like they'd be like really dark and brooding. I'm like, okay, okay, and then he'd be like, nice coat. <laughs> he like floats away with the guy with Maroni. Uh Falcone actually. Is it Falcone? Yeah, it's Falcone. Okay, well with, with Falcone, or then oh, his voice. He gets a lot of like. He, there's been so many jokes about it. I'm not a fan of it, especially in this one. The voice gets worse. In when, my when Falcone's like, "Who is it? Who's the guy out there?" And he goes, "I'm Batman," and then he takes him away. Uh. Uh-uh. I know, I know, I'm playing it up a lot, but like, I—it's much worse than the later. Gordon, ones, I'm just Go- you know how I'm doing the joke earlier. I'm like, guys, he's behind me. <laughs> Gordon went like, I need me one of those. Like, you—if you're gonna be serious, keep it serious. Don't like throw in a joke of a a guy in a taxi cab holding his coffee and going like, oh, it's Batman. <laughs> Come on, you gotta stay consistent. Wow. I, I am very surprised. This is a big thumbs down for me. I am very surprised by that, actually. That is not where my number eight is. Any any other further things? I, I'm going to talk about it later so we can uh, talk about it again. How about that? Or, I said very, very, very average. And wow. I'm not a fan. That's what I wrote. My number eight is Batman the Movie 1966, actually. I, I think- <laughs> Just you wait. I, no! It's number one for me. <laughs> no, it's not. Okay. Stop it. You say so. Um, this movie stars Adam West as Bruce Wayne, Burt Ward as Dick Grayson. It's based on the Batman television series that ran from 1966 to 1968. It released in July 30th, 1966 with a runtime of 104 minutes. It was split between the first and second season on a modest budget of $1 million, made $3.9 million in rentals. That's pretty cool. I, I have to put this outside of the list because by no means is it a bad movie. I just have a hard time rating it on the same level from very serious well, I movies. <laughs> okay, evidently you did. Uh, I think it's I think it's fun. It's ridiculous. It's dumb. It's camp. But you got to look at the film within the context of the time period. It is based I on the it comics. Was hilarious. Uh, it's based on the comics that were there. It honestly feels like satire. It is. It was hilarious. Like it, it, there's so absurd. many jokes that were there's crazy. The, very in line with the comics of the era, as I said. R- the running around with the bomb. Ah, oh, man, to That's the hilarious. swizzle that bomb. Really funny. The shark repellent that- with the horrible dummy shark is absurd. I still prefer a more serious turn, which is oh, why yeah, it I do sits too. where it does. But it's not like an Ewood and off movie like the previous two we just talked about, in my opinion. I think it's funny. I think it's uh, it's dumb. But it's a funny, eat your popcorn movie, guys. It's an hour and 40 minutes. It also doesn't feel like the other two-hour movies that we just talked about. This one I did like feel it. long for me because it felt like a whole season of the show. There's a lot, there, It's a lot of split-up episodes. That's fair. But I like it. And, you know, Cesar Romero is pretty great. Well, Davis, do, you want, say, do you want to save your – I'm okay. not going to say all my things. If right. I am if I was rating it, I really enjoyed it because I thought it was hilarious. That's fair. That's fair. I, the I scene just... where, where Riddler <laughs> fires the rock into the air and has the first riddle and then the second one's like, what's six ounces, six in a tree and it's dangerous? And he goes <laughs> – Robin goes, a sparrow with a machine gun. Of course. I was cackling. 
I was damn near crying <laughs> watching that. Me and Grayson watched it last night. It's it's a funny movie, and I, I haven't seen it in a while. It, like, they knew what they were doing. They knew what they were doing. It was it, funny. It, it, it gets. It, I don't want it to get a lot of hate. I just I, for me, I really am. I very much enjoy more serious movies, which is why I prefer I DC I films to Marvel in a lot of instances for that reason. So that's why I had to put it here, just because I couldn't measure it to the rest. So now, Davis. This is going to be crazy because we're going to differ wildly then if this is already shifting our rankings around. Number seven, Davis, what's for you? Since we're doing the theatrical cut. Yep, it is, same for it me. It's Batman v Superman yes. and Don Justice. If it, I, I put, if it were the director's cut, it would probably be like four more up. Ultimate Edition is a lot higher, but I'm going to be honest, Davis, the director's cut's a mess. Yeah. It, it, I, mean, I mean the Ultimate Edition. I mean. Yeah, Ultimate Edition. They called it Ultimate, but it is, it is the director's cut. The theatrical cut, though, is a total mess. It is. I mean, it just we you you well. Let's just talk about this at the same time because we have the same spot. We we have done an episode on this. So we're not going to go. Yeah, we're not going to go super in detail. I've talked about a lot. I of haven't things. seen the theatrical cut in a while. I I've but seen, I, I saw it like, recently, and it's it's an hour and fifty two minutes, but it's got so many plots going back and forth. It had an historic opening weekend and then failed because people realized that the hype did not measure up. The music is great with Hans Zimmer and Junkie XL, but it just introduces way too much. This with, movie probably has the most dream sequences in the first 15 minutes. It absolutely does. It's insane. Of and, any and movie I've ever it seen. It just takes up so much time in the Lois Lane storyline and the Clark Kent storyline and also the Martha. Superman storyline. And I don't have such a big problem with Martha. We talked about that. Uh, but if they had done it better, I'm If they flesh it out. Yeah. If they flesh it out, they do it a lot better. I'll say the good, though. I like Ben Affleck as Bruce Wayne and Batman. I like the casting. I like the Frank Miller inspiration for the character. I love. This is one thing I'll say. This is the one that this movie has over every movie in this ranking. The voice modulator is an excellent idea. I think it's cool. It's so, it is a great Instead solvent. Of doing the for, it's a great solvent for the bell voice and also a great solvent for the how does a public billionaire maintain his identity. You know, with, with the Batman, we'll talk about that in a bit, he kind of avoids it because he's not very public, but how do you avoid that? I love the modulator. I think it's a great idea. I think it's something that should come up in future movies. I think it's a good idea in general. I don't hate the film for introducing Batman killing. For me, it makes sense that the guy would be so disgruntled after 20 years of Gotham. My issue is it is not fleshed out. There is one confrontation with Alfred, but other than that, there is no resolution. There is no realization. There is no, I've been doing this the wrong way. You know what I mean? That's my main issue there, is it's just not fleshed out at all. And it splits too much time. I even though it does set up, it set up Bruce well. I just think, what makes him a hero at that point if he just senselessly kills the criminals? Which is what he does. He's just blowing up well, cars they in that Well, that chase. question and like, Went into like his psyche in that, but they didn't because there's not enough time. Well, first in this of all, movie. there should have been a solo Batfleck movie. There should have before been before this. Yes, DC was playing so much catch up with MCU yeah. that they were like, okay, no solo movie. We're just gonna hope that people can understand in this thirty exactly. second or give this give this two parts. Give it two two hour and thirty minute parts. You solve it. If you if you want to have the brand Batman vs. Superman, if you want to make the money, give it two parts. But instead, it's like this, and it just it's a mess. It's an Avengers style movie without a film that introduces so many characters, so it's just not a very good. Oh yeah, film, and then they came up and fight Doomsday at the end, and like there's just it's Crazy. too much rust resolution. It's too much just rushed everything, and in the theatrical cut, Lois's storyline is like vanishes. The whole opening is very confusing. Apparently that's Jimmy Olsen. You don't really know that's that. Jimmy, yeah, it is Jimmy Olsen. It, it's a mess. If in the, my it, so if we were break, grading it off the Ultimate Edition, where would you put it? I maybe, maybe more go. four or five in my opinion because I really like the Ultimate Edition, but still it has those same problems for Batman, which evaluating as a Batman movie brings it down for me because I don't have an issue with him being being a killer at a start. A lot of people were so vehemently against that. I personally do not. But the fact that it doesn't resolve itself, what do you, what do you think, Davis? 
I've been talking the most time on this one because I feel very passionate about this I feel one. like I agree with you mostly on everything yeah. you're saying here. I'm going to have more to say about this next one. Oh, Lord. Because we'll I goes. was texting you about it last night. Ah, yeah, yeah. We'll see how it goes. But, yeah, I don't have an issue with him killing if they explain why or maybe, like, he realizes, like, I'm, I've gone against everything I've wanted exactly. this whole time. But that never happens. He's just doing it. Does it – or does it – does he acknowledge that he's killing, or does he just kill? And he's like, "But I don't kill." Like, no, I mean, he, he he doesn't. He, there's not there's not like, a discussion about it. Like, so Alfred's like, like yeah, yeah. you're gone too dark, but like that's it. So it could. So Zack Snyder could have been like, "I don't want him to kill," but then like he obviously blows up cars and stuff. And Batman's been killing. He was killing people in the Keaton movies. True, true. And it, but the thing is, though, there's this conflict about him being bad, but it's just not addressed. It feels all incomplete. In Keaton, they avoid it entirely, which I'll get to that in a moment. That's my issue with the Val Kimmel one, right? As I said, he says he doesn't want to, but then he does anyway. That's the same thing. I just I just don't think it holds up very well because of that, and I just think it's a mess. And I think as a character, he's not fleshed out enough. I think, you know, we're supposed to assume he's gone dark because the Joker killed Jason Todd. Also, we, bad outfit for the for the Robin in that suit in the in the case. Yeah, it was an all right outfit, I thought. Why was he wearing such short shorts? Those are like plastic. Too. Well, that's like that's like classic. I know. Robin, but it I looked guess. bad. It looked, I, I'm giving it. I really like the Batman suit though in this movie, and I really I, I, I really like the the mech suit. People hate it, but it's very much inspired by the Frank Miller. Great, comics. great movie. Yeah, yeah. I or you mean the the, the Dark Knight Returns yes. comic? Yeah. Oh my gosh, those 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 cartoon is amazing. I love it, but yeah, it's just. Ugh, the theatrical cut's a mess, and it really brings If you it down want to defend lot. Batman v Superman, make sure you're defending Ultimate Edition. Because if you if you come at me with like the theatrical cut, man, I'm like, come on. It's 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 a here. it's a total mess. Come on, kid. Especially especially for Batman as a character, in my opinion, because there's just there's a lot that's left incomplete. But anyway, we can go on, Davis. Number six, you go first, because I think we have ours flipped on this one. What's your number six? I have Batman Returns. Oh, I do not. Go ahead though, Davis. Well, what do you have? What well, no, you go first. Well, okay. I'm guessing Actually, you have Batman 1989. I, I Batman 1989, which means at five you have... I'm not going to tell you. You don't have... Wow. Okay, you'll, go you'll on. find out. Go on. So, uh, I'm not going to... I'm going to save my criticism for until we get to... Until we get to my 89 ranking. But, I'm just going to give you a little hint. I'm not a Burton fan in general. Yeah, you said that. And this one is just like... He has no subtlety at all. I texted you about this. Because he's like, oh, he's the Penguin. So, he... Got raised by penguins. Oh, she's Catwoman. So she got resurrected, I guess, by cats. I don't know what the criteria for that one had. I don't know. Like, they just licked her and she came back to life. Okay, whatever. Uh, It's just, I don't, I didn't like this one that much. I remember seeing it as a kid. I ranked this one <clears throat> higher, both of these higher, because I know people like them. And people like. Where would you have put them then? Probably. <laughs> Probably right above Batman Forever, as in as in like below than Batman it? Begins. Wow, Davis. Above Batman Forever. Wow. I I just do not like Burton. Interesting. That's fair. I guess like you know, these are just boring to me. Like they weren't boring, but like I don't know. Stylistically, I wasn't a fan, and I'll save my broad Burton criticisms for when I get to 1989. Fair enough. Fair enough. So I've got Batman 1989 in the number six spot with Jack Nicholson as the Joker, Keaton getting his turn as Batman. And Bruce Wayne. Our first appearance of Michael Goh is Alfred. That's pretty fun. It's directed by Tim Burton. The music by Danny Elfman. It premiered in 1989. Cool. It running time of only two hours and six minutes, and doesn't feel as long as certain two-hour movies we talked about earlier. And on a, on a modest budget of 48 million, it grossed 411 million at the worldwide box office, which was a smashing success. The merchandise sold 700 or made 750 million dollars on merchandise for this movie, which is the most absurd and ridiculous thing I think I've ever heard of. 
And for this movie, I think Keaton is good in the role. Aside I like from Keaton the, overall. Aside from the let's get nuts scene, which is just- Let's get nuts! Which makes no sense to me compared yeah, to the know. rest of the way he plays his character as a brooding Bruce Wayne. He's like, you want to get nuts? Come on! And I'm like, okay, Beetlejuice, let's calm down. <laughs> let's, let's, let's take a chill pill on that, that one. Okay, so actually, I'll, never mind. And I think Batman bringing Vicky Vale with him to the Batcave is an excellent scene. His like stoic silence there is really cool. I like that scene. I love the and Batmobile. He's turning his face so she can't yeah, see him. Yeah, that that's cool. I love I love the Batmobile. I love the fact that it's implied that like the engine looks like almost an air turbine actually, which is why it's so powerful. I like that. It's the best Batmobile of the 1990 movies in my opinion because I think the the Batman Forever Batmobile is oh yeah, it looks horrendous. phallic. There you go. Good lord. It's it's. What am I wrong? It has ribs on it. You can't say that, Davis. Y- yes, I can. I'm no. not saying. You actually can't. Are you sure? Uh, I'm pretty sure, but we'll just maybe cut that out. We'll just leave it. Um. Anyway, so moving on from that, I really like Nicholson. I think he's excellent. I like the changing of the origin. Again, me and you, we we support a changing of the origin. In the do past. you like dancing in the? Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? I hate that they had to create a line to be like, oh, he's got to he's got to make the connection. So we're gonna put a line right there. I'm not a big fan of that. Personally, but I like the changing of it. I'm fine with that. Some people are very, you know, strict about that. I think it's great to connect the characters. I think Nicholson is great. He makes his own. The music, in my opinion, is iconic. There's some creative shots. The shot of the bat playing on the moon to make the bat signals cool. And again, I love the Batmobile. But on the negatives, I love Nicholson, but I think he's a bit overrated, in my opinion. There's Overall a story- or in this? In this, specifically. There's stories of actors steering away from ever doing the Joker again because of comparisons to Nicholson, but it's not like a performance. He he invokes a lot of Romero. He brings it to the next level, makes it more serious, but it's not earth-shattering, in my opinion. And then going on, Batman does kill the Joker, which, sure, he stops him from escaping, but it starts with just throwing him off a building. And he kills a number of other people there, and it's just never discussed, and that's interesting because I don't really know why exactly. And the suit is very meh. Yeah. The cowl does not fit he well. He can't turn his face. And I hate I hate the fake muscles. I've always hated suits like that. I despise the Forever and Batman and Robin suits even more. But this one is just very, very odd looking. And the Let's Get Nuts scene is weird. Now, from this point on, I'll say I like all of these movies from six to one. I like them all in different degrees. And I, I recognize this one has its flaws like that. But I still like this movie in my opinion. I'm not sure if I do for either wow. of them. Wow, really? Because I, I just... Like I like Michael Keaton, I like Jack Nicholson, I even like Michelle Pfeiffer to an extent. I really like Dana DeVito as well, but like, I just don't like Tim Burton. For like, what it, yeah. he has like two movies I like, Beetlejuice and Big Fish. For what for what it's worth, I I I like this Tim Burton style more, and I'm less opposed to it. So that makes the movie easier to watch, essentially. Yeah. But you go on to your number five, then Davis. It's Batman 1966. Wow. Yeah. I just, I mean, I already kind of said everything I needed to about it. Yeah. It was really fun. I, it was really campy. I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. If I was a kid in the 60s, I would have enjoyed it. And I enjoyed it yesterday when I was watching it. So Interesting. It shows, who, shows you how, how much attention I need, attention span I have. That's good. I, I, just, I had a problem putting it on the same playing field like, it was like If it was like taking itself seriously, or maybe if it was just like they knew what they were doing when they were making it. Like yeah. they, they were obviously having fun when they were writing it. So I had fun watching it. That's fair. That's I get that. I get that. That that's a very fair point. I think honestly, upon a, a more recent, it had watch, some like funny jokes and stuff. I too. would I would probably enjoy it even more. Yeah. Um. But I just have a problem ranking those movies on the same tier as that. But that makes a lot of sense. So my number five, Davis, is Batman Returns, nineteen ninety two. Keaton returns as Bruce Wayne, and this one he struggles with his dual identity. I dual identity, excuse me, because he becomes romantically involved with Selena Kyle, 
who's aka Catwoman. Keaton also earns ten million for this because Tim Burton said that's what he deserves, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's respectful. Keaton's I think, awesome. I think he's great. Danny DeVito as Oswald Cobblepot or the Penguin. Michelle Pfeiffer as Selena Kyle or Catwoman, and then Christopher Walken as yeah. Max Shrek. Uh, that's not even a good at- version of Christopher. I can't do Christopher Walken's voice. Can you? Not really. That's unfortunate. I tried. That was that was embarrassing. Uh, directed Max by Tim Burton. I can't. Do uh, yeah, it's, it's difficult. We'll that- try. Another time. Written by Daniel Waters, directed by Tim Burton, and the score from Danny Elfman. This film actually struggled at the box office on a $65 to $80 million budget. It only made $266 million because of the much darker tones. It was actually not received well by the audiences. So is this when you'd like to talk about it, or would you like to talk about it when you do yours next? Well, I'm assuming it's going to be at four. My, yeah, mine's next. But I mean, I'm, I'm All right, because you already did Batman Returns. You said yeah. you, That's fair. So I'll say... The good in this for me, I think DeVito and Pfeiffer are excellent. I really like yeah, Michelle they, they, Pfeiffer's they play well. I just don't like the direction the characters were taken. I'm fine with it for the, I don't know, it's just, I, I kind of re- see these movies within the I feel like the you would easily have, are. you don't have to have Catwoman be a cat spirit possessed thing. Fair. She could just be a cat burglar. She's... She's a cat burglar. Is why she is called Catwoman, not because she has cat powers. It, it, Tim it, Burton. Th- I mean, I hope you're listening. This is this is this is a different era for what he's it's called worth. the this Penguin because is... he waddles, not because he was raised by penguins. I mean, Tim and, in, and in Spider-Man, Spider-Man shoots webs out of his out of his hands for that Sam Raimi. This was it's just a different just ten years before that. I know it's just it's just a different time of superheroes. I'm and just I, saying. I don't know. I'm not a fan of it. That's fair, but I I That's really like. like I'm their surprised Tim Burton have it where, that Batman wasn't raised by bats at this rate. The the bats are linked a lot closer to this actually than. But I'm surprised he wasn't like, like never mind. Fair. It's darker though, and that's why I like it. It's a lot more serious. Oswald Cobblepot has a very sad origin actually, yeah. and you know the corporate greed and corruption is actually really a cool storyline. I like Christopher Walken in this. I apparently Tim Burton was afraid to cast Christopher Walken because he was terrified of him. Really. <laughs> According to a casting director, and the suit has improved significantly. They've replaced the fake muscles with more of a body armor approach. It's good. However, Batman kills more recklessly in this one. He sets a dude on fire with the Batmobile and then just throws a bomb to some dude. Drops and then he does a weird smile. Yeah, he does that. And Keaton has a lot of very strange physical. There's, of course, the one where he's like in the middle of a fight and he goes. (laughs) That's that one when he's about to punch the guy. Yeah, I know. He's like, I'm like, what? (laughs) What? Um... But yeah, I like it. That that kind of is a bit strange to me. And again, I will say it is very campy, so it's hard to you know react. It's just very cheesy, and I it's might, not as cheesy as the nineteen. I could as the late nineties. I'm kind of tempted to switch Batman 1999 and Batman Returns right here on the spot. Really? Why? Because you're just thinking about. I just because I I mean I enjoy this one more because of Pfeiffer and Devito. Yeah, but yeah. like I still didn't like it. By the way, so Davis, now why don't we why don't we go on then and you can talk about 1989, talk about the whole thing overall cuz I'm assuming 89 is your yeah, is rankings as your fourth movie. I put it there because I knew people liked it that much. Fair enough. We'll, we'll talk talk about it then, Davis. What what do you like and dislike so much about the movie? You talk about you, it a bit. Kinda, I mean, I like Jack Nicholson in it. Uh I'm not super big on the origin, but like I don't really care that much. I'm not Fair. a Joker purist or anything. Yeah. I really like Michael Keaton overall as a guy, as an actor and everything. So like I enjoyed seeing him as this. And it's 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 more fun to watch if you've seen Birdman, which is basically ah, yeah, 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 about yeah. Batman. Yeah. Uh I just the the thing that gets hung up on me is like the plot was okay. I did get a little bored during it, because it's an older movie. Yeah. That's how they all kind of are. Like this type. But just the style. Like, I don't like Tim Burton's style. Because anything that he could do, I texted you, I said, David Lynch or Guillermo del Toro could do it better. It's like the gothic, surrealist. Tim Burton, what is what what does he bring to the table that's interesting? 
Creativity. I, I don't even think he's that creative. Creativity that's not the MC. I, I will I will I will admit he has done a lot in terms of like stop motion stuff. I'll give him his He's a legend there. in that industry. Yeah, like he's he's done a lot for that in the in cinema in general. Okay, I'll give you your credit there, but even then, like oh, you like scary kind of scary looking stuff. You're so inventive. <laughs> wow. Like it, it's not it's just not that interesting to look at for me cuz it's it. not it's not a style I enjoy. I like like gothic architecture is cool. I enjoy that. But like like Pan's Labyrinth, I like the visuals in that. But it's just I don't know. Yeah, no, I it's get you. Cool I get me. you. I I I personally don't mind it, and I like again the creativity that is there with building Gotham as more than just New York or more than just you know a city. It's it's its own place, and that's why I really really like about it in this regard. But yeah, that that's a that's a fair criticism. So, that, so you say eighty nine is that your number four spot? Yeah, that's I fair. Guess. I I get that. I mean, I think I think it's you know, I think it's. A very different time. If you watch the Superman movies that preluded, or preceded this, I mean, it's you can see how, why it's the way that it is. If anything, I that's I have a bit of an understanding for movies like this because of that time. You know what I mean? It's just very different, and it's yes, it's a bit ridiculous. But if, again, if you're so against Burton's style, not much I can say. On yeah, Burton. I don't, I don't like Burton. But if would you, you, if you can't tell? So would you, would you, you would put Batman Returns at four instead of maybe? I don't know. I, I just know. put it there because I think it's a darker and more serious, and that's why I like it. One thing I will say the movies do well is they really do a good job of creating this Batman is a scary figure. He's always like in shadows and in the dark. I like it. I really like that a lot, actually. He's this terrifying figure. And I will say for Batman Returns, this really funny line that I'm thinking of now uh, is like, Batman is Bruce Wayne is what Christopher Walken says. And then Celine Kyle's like, yes, you idiot. And it's just it's just like very much. And then he gets absolutely vaporized. Yeah, that's crazy. That was a crazy <laughs> ending. And then also the movie's gross. The Penguin is disgusting, yeah. by the way. Kind of terrifying there was a scene I, I had seen as a kid, like like visual or uh, 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 I'd remembered like vividly. vividly. Yeah, yeah. When he gets like brought into the water by the penguins after he dies, I remember like, when he bit the dude's that nose ramp. off. That freaked me out. <laughs> that freaked. Me I might. Out. I don't know. I can't decide if I want. I, to I, I like it a lot, and I think you know Pfeiffer is excellent in her role. Even if the origin is dumb, I think she's great. I don't think she's the best Catwoman, though. I don't think so either, but we'll get to that. Some people say she is, and like, no. She She's iconic, and she's iconic for, you know... The suit. No, for Probably. what I think is for the femme fatale character yeah. that was not present in this time. I mean, any, regardless of whatever, any female actress taking a major role in a big action blockbuster in the pre-2000s era is going to be iconic because there weren't that many. And okay. they, they all did a lot. They all did a lot for moving forward the industry to where we can have people complaining about Miss Marvel being a thing because Miss Marvel's a thing. I'll give right? you a thumbs up on that. Yeah, you, you know what I mean. I think I think it's, it's a good point. Very good and, point. And and she and she deserves the credit for that because it is a, it was a male dominated field. Again, the only big superhero movies before this are Lois Lane, who is the damsel in every single one of those movies, by the way, including one where she just gets crushed by rocks. He rebuilds the the wallet, the Great Wall of China, with his eyes, though. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, um, anyway, I'll move on to my number four, Davis. The Dark Knight Rises. So, what else do you have? If you're no, if your number four is The Dark Knight Rises, just we'll wait and see, Davis. Oh, Batman! Well, yeah, yeah, we'll wait. We'll yeah. wait and see, Davis. Wait and see. My number four is The Dark Knight Rises. This is going to be controversial to some, but to others, I'll be. They'll agree with me, so I've heard. This film... Dire- <laughs> One with words. No, sorry, I was I, I was struggling there. Uh, this film, written and directed by Jonathan Nolan with the story from David S. Goyer, stars Christian Bale, 
Michael Caine, Gary Oldman, Anne Hathaway, Tom Hardy is Bane. Anne Hathaway is Selena Kyle, by the way. Marion Cotillard as Miranda Tate, slash, spoiler alert, Talia al Ghul. Joseph Gordon-Levitt as one of the worst-named characters ever, Robin John Blake. Oh. I'll get to that in a second. Morgan Freeman as Lucius Fox. And I guess the score, once again, done by Hans Zimmer, exclusively done by him. No James Newton Howard present on this film. I'll talk about that a few movies down. It debuted in 2012, July 20th, 2012, and ran for two hours and 45 minutes. It doesn't feel so long, though. It feels shorter than Batman and Robin, wouldn't you say so, Davis? I don't, maybe? It you, felt you, long, but like... It doesn't It doesn't feel as miserably long yeah, as those Yeah, okay, I'll agree with that. Opinion. I actually enjoyed, I really enjoyed The Dark Knight Rises. You, you don't feel like you're waiting for the clock to strike midnight and be done, essentially. And it made $1.081 billion at the global box office. That's the biggest Batman film to date. And rumors have swirled for years that the original plot for this film involved the Joker and Two-Face and was changed after Heath Ledger's tragic death, but Nolan has refuted this rumor and claimed that the plan was always to include Bane. I don't know about that one, to be honest. And for this film, Davis, it has a lot of good. You said Christian Bale. I think he's at his very best in mixing the Bruce Wayne and the yes. Batman. I think I think Jim Gordon has the most to do in this and has the most complex plot. Even though he does kind of get... Patrick Stewarted, where he's in the, the hospital bed for half the movie. He, he does, and that's unfortunate, but I think he still has the most to do with, with the conflict yeah. about what to do, about what he knows about Harvey, about the the mayor thinking about removing him and stuff like that. He has the most to do of any Gordon, and I think it's the best Gordon portrayal of any Gordon we've had so far. One thing I'll say about the 90s Batman is Gordon is useless. Yes. He's lifeless He's just almost. there. He's just there. One, The 60s shak- Batman... He has a phone directly to the Bat car. There you go. Uh, but in like one, well, I'll say jumping back to one in Batman Forever, Batman's like gone, and he puts it back. So he's like, "Turn it off. He's not coming." And then Batman comes. He's like, "Shakes, guys." He's like, "I did it, guys." And I'm like, "What did you do?" Um, that, sorry, that's just a jump back to a scene I watched. But I like all that. I I like Bane. A lot of people complained about his voice, but honestly, hearing that the in the theaters was, cool. was crazy. I mean, like he was spitting bars, but I think they did Bane dirty. It's it's overall. yes, I agree, and I'm, I'll get to they that. They do. I will say they do give him his cunningness because Bane is insanely smart in the comics, and in Batman and Robin, they made him just like a dumb oaf that says one word at a time. I will say, is this your film at number three? Yes. So why don't we talk about this all at once then? Because yeah. I mean, yeah. So uh, we'll go on. I I agree with that. I I like Tom Hardy, but I think they do kind I, of yeah. Bane, historically, in, th- in theatrical cuts, has been bad in the, in the theaters. In 1997, he is a silent grunt. And in this one, he's not necessarily a silent grunt. He does he is spitting bars. He, I like do you voice. think he practiced those in the mirror before he said I hope those? so. Some of those are good. You were born. Uh, I was born in darkness. You merely adopted the day. There you go. <laughs> I was born in it. Um, that's the best. So my, my friend Matthew can do it really good with a with a can of Pringles. I don't know how to explain it, but you got to see this, Davis. you got to. Um, But... I'm going to try Bane and Pre- I'm going to get some quotes up. All right, yeah, talk. get some quotes while I'm talking. Uh, I like that. I I like, again, I said Christian Bale, I like the Alfred and Batman conflict. Few films have done a good conflict between Batman and Alfred, but I really like this. Do I like Alfred just leaving? I don't know. But I like the way that it's handled. I like that there's a conflict. Or I like that they discuss whether or not this is the right move. I love the line, be Bruce Wayne. It'd be great if the police had some of the some of this technology. Because Bruce says the police can't analyze it. It's like maybe if you gave it to him. That's an excellent line in my opinion. I don't really like the fact that Bruce just vanishes at the end and then just like, I'll appear at this restaurant. That's how I offered to know I'm alive. You just let him mourn you for months. We would destroy Gotham. Then you have my permission to die. It's not a very good one, but 
Yeah, I, I it's don't, sufficient. I, I don't have my Bane one. It's in it's there. it's sufficient. I don't, have, I don't have Bane in my in my res, in my repertoire. That's fair. But some of my biggest issues with this Davis is one, I really don't like the guy who takes over as police commissioner who just vanishes for the whole movie. He's like, "This is our city." I'm like, "Well, yeah, you were hiding. Show- you were yeah, hiding behind like your." Him. Behind your door the entire time. It was and kind of And then he pathetic. shows up in his dress blues in reference to that, and he gets absolutely killed. He gets whacked. Um, I do not like how this is the least Gotham Batman movie that there is. It is... I've said this, and this is, this is maybe a hot take. This is not a Batman movie, in my opinion. It is a movie that features Batman roaming around New York City. Okay, I'm cool with that. And this is one of my biggest issues with this movie is that for a movie that has such a central, we are the workers of the world, or yada yada, we are going to, you know, release the prisoners, take back from the wealthy. Gotham is, there's, like, this is the movie that suffers the most from the, Gotham is so crazy, man. But, like, how do we know? Other than you just saying what Gotham is over and over and over again. It is the least Gotham movie of any Batman movie that there is. Even the Schumacher films, it looks a certain way. It looks dumb, but it looks that way. That's why I was mentioning earlier is that there's no creativity in what this place is, in my opinion. It is the least Gotham, which I, is one of my biggest issues with it every time I watch it. I agree it. with that. I don't really have any retorts to that. I just want to say one thing I really like Go about ahead. this movie. Yeah, take, take, take your time, Jason. I mean, seriously, say anything. The this theme is of Batman returning with everybody's like, you think he'll come back? I really like that. I and the too. fact that he was gone for like eight years, and then when he... Almost said a bad word, and then when he lights like the when he put lights up the well Batman that wasn't symbol. that wasn't the, that wasn't the uh, that was after he came back from the prison. I know, yeah, I know, well, but still, right. like after all that time, and then he gets his bad broken, all that back broken, all that. But then like when he lights it up on the on the the bridge, gave me goosebumps. That was awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I do love that as well. That's just like, like that. Up. He was gone for so long, which was part of any. He, he was injured. He had like bad knee cartilage, which I thought was interesting. It was a cool touch. No, he didn't have any. He said he the, the no doctor said, to. "Yeah, you, you you don't have bad. I've seen worse cartilage because you have none." <laughs> that, was, that was a good. That, that was funny. I liked that. Um, and I liked him going down. He using that as an excuse to also get an update and also go see Gordon. I was like, "That's that's cool." Um, yeah, go ahead, Davis. But yeah, just Batman being gone and people losing hope because of it, but then he comes back and the hope is returned, and like the idea of Bat... It's kind of like Arkham Knight. You haven't played that game, so I'm not going to reference it anymore. Fair enough, fair enough. Where like, he he fakes his death. I was just thinking about it. I was thinking about it this morning, how like, after Robin... I'm rolling my eyes right now for everybody. We'll get to that in a second. After he he's becoming Batman, obviously, that's what the plan is. Then like he could just keep handing it down. So Batman, like, it's just like a legend. I thought it was cool. Yeah, I I I I like I like the mythos of the Batman in this one. They execute that well. Again, they execute that well despite the fact that Gotham is just lifeless. I just don't like it at all. I really don't. And on to some other things I don't like. I think Anne Hathaway's fine as Catwoman. I think she's not very well fleshed out. I don't think they had as much chemistry as they acted like they did. I, yeah, I would agree, and I just don't... Because think... they ended up together at the end, yeah. married, implied, because he was like, I want to see you married with, you know, like... My, Michael Caine. <laughs> <laughs> I've rejected... That was like Gobble Hunting, that line. He was like, I hope that I can see you across the way, and it's you, and you turn around, it's you. Because <laughs> you were a bit... Yes, I know, Davis. Um... I think Anne Hathaway is all right in this. Why didn't they go? Why didn't they go say anything to him? This man that he spent damn near forty years with of his life, and he mourning. couldn't go up being like, or I'm sorry. Christian Bale could have been like, you. <laughs> "I failed you, sir." Why couldn't Christian Bale like got up from his seat and then Anne Hathaway hold up a second? I need to go talk to Alfred, my dad, essentially, and gone like, 
thank you for everything. But instead, he just goes like, raises his glass, and that's it. And Alfred smiles. Come yeah. on. I yeah that that's a flaw and then oh my gosh the you should use your other name Robin, ugh because Christian Bale said he did not want Robin in this movie yeah so they were like we'll just do it at the end well they they could have just had it like they could have been like oh my name's Richard but I go by Dick yeah I mean that would have been better than my name's Robin Robin Blake. Well, he could have been the whole movie could have gone by like Which, I, as if Robin is such a dumb name. I could, he could have gone by Grayson, like Officer Grayson. Like I doubt people would have been like, "Oh, it's gonna be Robin." It's so clunky. It's so clunky. Or it's he, like, I feel like a Drake, like Officer Drake, or anybody. Or it could have been like his full name could have been like Tim Drake Blake. That's bad. That 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 yeah. Richard Grayson Blake or something like that. And he goes like, "Oh, your full name's really nice. Why don't you go by like Richard Grayson?" He's like, "Oh, it's my dad's name." Yeah, or something, but that this rock. Mm, mm. <laughs> Christian Bale said he would not do the, these movies. This is in the same vein as licked by a cat becomes Catwoman. Oh, I picked Robin because because my name is Robin. Tee That's the same. It's the same vein, in my if, opinion. Um, Christian Bale vein. said he would not do these movies if there was a Robin. So they got Fair. around by yeah, yeah, yeah. doing this. They did, which is horrible. And on further, some points that I have. Uh, you're right. Bane kind of gets neutered at the end. Where he he you like you think oh he's the mastermind this is new and then he's just the grunt and also he just gets whacked yeah well, he's a, he gets one shot and then Tali I, I didn't like the Talia Ghoul you know what I didn't like her death how does she die she oh she literally literally goes, goes <laughs> <laughs> that belongs in the forties get that out of get that out of my TV she I mean like I knew I knew Marion Cotillard was gonna be uh, Marion Cotillard was gonna be Talia Ghoul I knew like, she was gonna be average like I knew she was and then like it happened I was like. What? She stabs him and goes, I'm Talia al Ghul. My dad, Raza, I was the one that escaped the pit. I was like, okay. It, it great. Just, I really, really. You, they didn't give us a single hint at it throughout the movie. Except the one line that they do is when ba- when Bane says, impossible when he sees when he sees Batman's logo because Bane cool. himself did not did not escape. So it is impossible. Okay. That, but that's very- I know, I know, that doesn't get- But, like, maybe if, like, I know, I'm pretty sure they say Ra's al Ghul while she's around. Her eyes could have lit up or something. Like, she's around, like, like, yeah, like she recognizes a name. Like, and, something yeah. subtle. Or, like, she could, or like, oh, where are you from, Marion Cotillard's character? Yeah. What was her, I don't even remember her name. Um, Miranda Tate is the name. Hello, Miranda, where are you from? Oh, out east. And then the, it just, it just the plot just doesn't feel as What's smooth your family? as the other two. Oh, my dad had this weird yeah. beard. Do you do you prefer baths or showers? Oh, I like the Lazarus. Pi- I mean, <laughs> stop it. Just overall, the plot doesn't feel as clean. Like I mean, you include the ah nuclear power source that happens to be a bomb. Mm. Convenient for us. Uh, I feel like any nuclear power source is able to be a bomb. It's just, but point. it's just introduced in this movie. That's true. It's, ve- it's very convenient. Why couldn't there have been? Why haven't they been why, using why it? Why couldn't this have been one of the R and D things that Lucius talks about? Because they walk through R and D thirty times. I do like the bat though. I, I love the flying around bat. I don't. It looks goofy. It, I mean, it look. It looks like the problem is it looks like the Batmobile flying. And it the looks bat so goofy. It looks like even, the Tumbler. I'm gonna be honest. I'm not a super big fan of the Tumbler. Like I'm, it's it's cool for like a like a more realistic Nolan movie. But like I'm a fan I of it for the its Batman's cars cooler. I'm a fan for its practicality. Understood. For its practicality of what it what it does in the movies, I'm a fan. Ten four. Because it, it it does it, you know it requires absurd stunts, but I'm fine with the with what it's supposed to do, and I love that the bike is connected to it. That's cool. We'll get to that later. Um, But yeah, that's. 
I just, I don't know. It just feels like a very clunky, rushed ending. I, I'm again, I'm mad that Bruce doesn't say anything to him. Hello. <laughs> just overall, it, it goes down a few points for that. Again, I really like a lot of it. I like the theme of him returning. I like the mythos of Batman. It just doesn't execute a lot of the, a lot of the landings well. I think Bane in the first half is great. The plane escape scene is awesome. The fact that they did all that very practically. It's very painful for you. <laughs> Bane's I cool. was no one until I put on the mask. If they do Bane and the new the the Batman trilogy, I want him to be like huge there Hispanic. Is, there is, uh, I, I mean, that's what no, Bane no, no. is. Sorry, no, that wasn't a uh, Hispanic. That's not the huge. Uh, sorry, part. the the problem is I was thinking of I was thinking of the perfect fit in my opinion is the guy who played the mountain in Game of Thrones, Hathor Bjornsson, but he's Norwegian, so that that like prevents and him applying. Very smart. Because Bane is like is not equal a grunt to, to Batman's intelligence. He's in not comics. a grunt. You've yeah. got you've got the legendary um way that in like Justice League War the or no Justice League Doom the way that Bane uh gets at Batman is he locks him in the in his casket with his parents, which is like Bane's what? cool. Bane yeah. is a really awesome villain. Yes, absolutely, and he's and been he's been done. It's dirty unfortunate that the theatrical cuts have or theatrical films or theatrical versions, excuse me, have been so weak. But all right, that's my... He, he's done well in the Arkham game. That's my number... Yeah, I, I, I've heard of that as well. That's my number four, your number three. My number three then, Davis, I guess we go on. I'm guessing yours is Batman Begins. It is Batman Begins. Ooh. This is the... Excuse me, this is the only one involving David S. Goyer. A lot of the same cast except Liam Neeson as Henry Ducard or Raz al Ghul. Katie Holmes as Rachel Dawes. Killian Murphy as Dr. Jonathan Crane, who shows up in uh, The Dark Knight Rises, actually. He does. He's the, he's the judge. And Tom Wilkinson as Carmine Falcone. Ken Watanabe as Ra- the decoy Raz al Ghul. That's pretty, that's pretty cool. And I will say, one thing I'll say, it'll connect to this one. The last movie is the weakest music of the Dark Knight trilogy, in my opinion, because Batman Begins is the very best. Zimmer and James Newton Howard mix their styles perfectly. Uh, the songs Eptesicus and Cory Nohinus are two highlights for me on the score. It's the best mix of Howard's more orchestral style, style excuse me, versus Hans Zimmer's boom, boom, which is what he is in every movie. I love Hans Zimmer. You know this. We've talked about this. But his style gets a bit derivative at, a, at certain points, specifically with his just... Ah, what if we make very loud noise and do it again and again and again? Nolan this has the best mix. Moment. Nolan movie moment. Hans Zimmer movie moment. Uh, this has the very best mix. This movie actually failed, not failed the box office, but struggled on a budget of $150 million, only made $48 million on its opening weekend and $373 million worldwide compared to the $1 billion that The Dark Knight Rises made at the end of the trilogy. It shows how much it grew. I like this movie. I like the origin. I like the fact that it's the most involved with Thomas Wayne. You know what I mean? I like how much his parents play a central role rather than just ah the pearls. Do you see the pearls? It's iconic because the agree pearls. They, they're, it's more in more informed with the story. I like how it kind of jumps back and forth between going to train with with Ducard, who we later know as Ra's al Ghul, to then jumping back to when he tried to return from Gotham from college. It gets kind of confusing in my head. Think about it because it kind of jumps back and forth very seamlessly. Um, but I like all that setup. I do not like the suit. Just because the bat symbol on his chest is different than the batarang, and that bothers me. Look it up if you could, because it's fine. totally different than the batarang and the bat symbol for no reason, and that bothers me. Because it later becomes exactly the same in the Dark Knight. But if you look it up and you look at the bat symbol, it's more of a flat one. Do you see it? I'm working on it. Okay, okay, but yeah, I I, I kind of don't like that. Overall, I like the suit. I like. I, what I really like about th- these movies better than any of the other ones is 
how much we learn about the technology and about the suit. Rather than just in in Batman Forever, it's by sea or by air, Alfred, revealing that he ha- revealing that he has a boat and a plane. I like that it instead deals with him building his suit, him crafting it with Fox, him deciding this is what I want as the Batmobile. I kind of like the Tumblr. It fits for the times. It fits for the genre. Fits for the movie. I don't necessarily know if it stands up again. I do like the Batmobile in the Batman, and I like the Batmobile in Batman 1989 and Batman Returns. Did you find the suit, Davis? Yeah, I'm looking at it. And what do you think? I was just looking at some of them. I mean, like it looks better here, but like in movie when his neck's so far forward at all times, very hunched. It's kind of strange. The, I think it's just like the mask that really gets me, because like I don't know, it just looks weird around his mouth. That's fair. I, like I, the, how the mask looks in the new Batman, with like how it's like you can see his jaw. I really, really like that. I Instead really of being do, like the little circle around your mouth. What I will say, I do like. I like is how there's like, um, there's like gest, not gestures. What is it like? Imprints like above his eyebrows to like make him like look like he's growling at people. I like that. I also think this is the best version of the voice. I know you say it's not, but it's the least. <gasps> like, Where are they? Like, no, like the the swear to me is appropriately ridiculous because he's trying to terrify like the guy. But overall, he's like. He like just sort of nasally makes his voice rather than later on where it's like, you want to be? Swear to me! You think that's better? Like that. that is how he says no, it. He, he just says, swear to me! No, he like, he he emphasizes, me! Well, for what it's worth, if you watch the audition tapes of other people trying to be on, trying to be Batman, uh, it's bad. So Who else did it? Um, um, I'll just show you the clip after after we do the show, actually. There's two clips I want to show you. What was All the other right. one I talked about that I want to show you? I don't, I don't know. Oh, oh, Two Face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. Okay, we'll, we'll do that. But I, I like all that. I like Christian Bale a lot. I like how Alfred is very informed on building the origin. I don't like how Alfred just is like, do this, do that, and it's not really explained. Later on, there's more hints about his origin and what he did, like how he's talking about like hunting for that diamond or whatever. I burned down the forest. I burned down the... Um, I like all that. Um... It just, it falls flat in a lot of areas for me. Katie Holmes, for one, is very flat as Rachel. She also turns down the chance to be the Dark Knight actor. She wasn't recast. She turns down the role, which I think is very strange to me later on. Um, But overall, I really like uh, the villain. I like the villain twist. I like Scarecrow in this. I think it's very practical that he would be, you know, that doctor and doing it that way. And this feels the most like Gotham, Davis, wouldn't you say so? With Arkham and of, with the Narrows. Of the three Nolan ones, it feels the most like Gotham, which is why I like it and why I hold it up. But my main issue with this film, Davis, is the ending doesn't really make any sense. Because one, he says, I don't have to I don't have I'm not gonna kill you, but I don't have to save you, which is very weak in my opinion. One line I know from Arkham Knight, Davis, that's why I'm referencing the game that I haven't played, is he said no, actually not Arkham Knight, it's from it's from Hush, actually. As he says to Catwoman, if I ha- if I could save someone, if there's any chance, I have to. And said this, he's like I just don't have to. I, I don't. I just have to do it. I'm like, okay, that's. Weird. But you don't kill. I don't have to save you. Yeah, it's like, okay, that's not great at all either. I like the use of the cape to fly around. That's kind of a unique thing as well. That looks cool. One issue though, again, they they take that uh, that you know, um, not humidifier, um, evaporator, and they drive it through the city. But you only f- apparently feel the effects in the narrows. But the water is everywhere. Shouldn't half of Gotham be like insane right now? But it just isn't tied up. And at the end, Gordon's like, the narrows are lost, but, you know, at least we'll, we'll rebuild the rest. But, like, they were going through the rest of the city. Just because they didn't get to the main water main doesn't mean it all doesn't blow up, in my opinion. I kind of have an issue with that. But overall, I like the movie. I like Christian Bale. I like Liam Neeson as well. I like that he you think he's the mentor, and then he completely uno-reverses. 
But yeah, that's that's all my thoughts on Batman Begins in my third slot, which brings us to the top two, Davis. What's your number two? My number two is the Batman. Boo. Mine is the Dark Knight. Really? All yes. right. Well, Davis, you go first then. Um, I mean, the, everything that I feel like everything that has been said about the Dark Knight that can be said had has already been said. It's awesome. The plot's awesome. Uh, Heath Ledger's awesome. The part where the boat thing, eh, it's okay. I mean, overall, it's a probably nine, ten out of ten movie. But I'm gonna go ahead and give you the, With the reason. boat thing. Like when they're like, you have to flip, you have to blow up the other person's boat, and they don't do it. It like, feels kind of anticlimactic. Very on the nose. Like, yeah, I, I, I get what you're trying to t- let me know, Nolan. Uh, but I'm going to go and tell you the reason I'm putting the Batman at one. Right. Is the visual of it. Because the Batman looks so much better to me than the Dark Knight. Because the Dark Knight, the city, it's just like it's just like a Nolan camera. Like, it's just saturated, regular. But, like, the Batman is dark. The Gotham looks amazing to me in that one. It's grimy. It's always raining. I, I like the Batman more. I'm, that's, that's why fair. I put it one. That's fair. I got it swap for me just because for one again, the guys. This is a one A and one B for me. You know what I mean? It's not. I mean, you're picking between the Batman with Robert Pattinson, which is a visually amazing movie, one of the best, probably the best Batman character movies we've got, versus Heath Ledger giving probably the best performance in comic book film history. There, I don't know if there's a better one. In my opinion, Hugh Jackman's a close second with Logan, but Heath Ledger is that dude in that movie. He is, 100%. He somehow, I mean, you know, he does so great, it outshines Aaron Eckhart. But for me, it's because I've only seen The Batman one time. I think I need to see a rewatch, but plot-wise, there's just too many issues I have with it, with the ending, with the way it ends too much, the how long it is, and just the fact that it feels like it ends over and over again. I really don't like how Gordon is useless in this. He feels very much just a means to an end for Batman compared to The Dark Knight. So that's why I've got Batman at, at two for me. It's just, in terms of a Batman movie, it's great. I enjoyed it. But I don't think it holds up against The Dark Knight, which in my opinion is one of the, is a near perfect film, in my opinion. There's not much that it does wrong, in my opinion. In terms of, you know, color and palette and personal preference, I think The Batman does a lot of things that I very much enjoy, but with the Dark Knight, there's just so many amazing scenes. The interrogation scene with the Joker is probably my favorite scene in comic book film history. Because, I mean, that's peak Joker. He's laughing, saying, there's nothing you can do to me with all your strength. Nothing to threaten me with. Because he has complete control. And that's excellent. Aaron Eckhart as Two-Face is awesome. The Two-Face origin is great. The actual, the way they shuffle in the name Two-Face is excellent. Talking about how he, you know, he was two-sided for being an investigator. You know, because they, they were like... They were friends with him, but also, you know, they couldn't trust him. It's like, that's great. The CGI is amazing. And, the you know, you'll see the behind the scenes with practical effects and all the makeup they actually put on that made the CGI job easier. You know, wink, wink, MCU, please. I did see a tweet. People were like, if they did this now with Two-Face and you saw that it wasn't completely practical, people would be mad. Everybody in the comments was like, no. It looks amazing. Yeah. It and not to mention, fine. it was practical. They, they want. Do you want Aaron Eckhart to burn half his face off? Or they, what do you mean? They created a practical landscape to then do CGI upon, which is, you know, the best way, in my opinion, to do VFX. We've seen that, you know, the best thing you can do at VFX is create a landscape to then throw CGI on, not create something of CGI. But that's a whole other debate for another time. I just really think, just it's amazing. I think Heath Ledger is amazing in every scene. I, I like how it's not the traditional Joker. I like the corruption. It feels. It still feels like Gotham. One issue I do have with The Dark Knight, in my opinion, is that Gordon is kind of a moron. 
he's kind of naive to his corruption within his unit. He's like, Dent's like, I know your guys are corrupt. He's like, don't don't use that to distract from your corruption, Dent. And it's it's Gordon's the whole time. And I, I don't like how naive he is to that. But man, I love the ending. I love that Batman realizes he has to do anything that he can. I also saw some people, Davis, this is, you know, maybe, maybe we can have part of this debate right now. Apparently there's a bit of a, a sect of Twitter that believes that the Dark Knight is fascist because of the over-surveillance of Batman, but the message of the movie is Lucius blows it up because Batman acknowledges yeah, that Lucius it is said wrong. He, would quit. he was going to quit there on the spot if Batman And Batman that. says, press this key to blow him up, which that's the thing is, this is Batman at his wit's end, and that's what I love about it. He is pushed to his limits. He loses Rachel. He believes Rachel was going to be with him. Alfred burns that letter, of course, which is... Theoretically, if I burned a letter... <laughs> how would you react? Um, I, I love that about that. I love that, you know, he feels he has to create that surveillance because the Joker yeah, is playing chess with them. By the way, the scene when the hung Batman goes up against the window still makes me jump every time, by the way. I'm just saying. makes me jump every time. And I love the opening scene with Batman, even with his old suit and the fight. And that's one thing I will say. Batman Begins, the fight scenes are horrible. It's just jump cut, jump cut. This improves it significantly. But I just think it's just it's a much better and more enjoyable movie for me. Not much better, but just critically, I enjoy it a lot. I, I think it's a lot better, and I just enjoy it more. But I think I need to rewatch it because this is a one A and one B for me, Davis. I'm sure it is for you. I can't imagine there's you know, I, I could I could too be, big of a gap. I could be cool saying they're tied. I, I honestly would too. I just think I think I got to give Dark Knight the edge right now. But I look forward to rewatching the Batman again and seeing it again because apparently there's a lot that people notice a second time, which so I haven't good. seen the second time. But The Dark Knight, it just stands the test of time for me. It's so dark. It's so serious. And to be honest, the scene of Rachel, I, I don't like Rachel in this movie either. I don't really like Maggie Gyllenhaal. But Joker giving them different addresses and having her get blown up while she's still talking to Harvey on the phone is a gut-wrenching scene. But what are some of your thoughts, Davis, overall? On The Dark Knight? Just on all of it. on both Because these movies are so closely together. I think I've I feel like I've given my thing overall. I I do like I'm gonna be honest, I like Robert Pattinson's Batman more. Yes, I do too. Like I think the suit is I I like the suit better. Just I, how it yeah. looks. I don't like the suit in, in the Dark Knight because the cape is very like flimsy. It's yeah. weird. It it looks like very cheap fabric compared to the first one. But anyway, go on. I think Robert Pattinson's voice is better. I don't think that's a big, that big a deal to me. Yeah. Like it's not the, it's not end all be all. Even though even though for some people it seems to be. Like yeah, I can I can watch the movie and be fine with it. I like the arc. And the Batman better going from uh, the vengeance to a hero at the end. It's like an actual arc in the Dark Knight. He just goes from what is he really? Not no, not there's much. There's not really changes. an arc for him. He kind of just gets pushed to his limits. And and then there's the the it's you know it's the hero he deserves, but not the hero we need right now. That scene's pretty great. Re- that that's him. I think realizing his symbolism more importantly, and realizing how I will say for one thing. There's the joke, Harvey was the best of us. It's kind of un... Not the joke. There's the comment that Harvey was the best of us, but he's very underdeveloped a bit. And, and like, why is he the best of us? You just hear that he's the best of us. I think they could have done more to kind of flesh that out. But it is a long movie already. It is, uh, in in full, it's two hours and 32 minutes. So it's a long film. But overall, I really like it. What, what else, Davis? Uh, Got you stumped. I mean, like, I have more I could say, but I don't want to... I feel like I'd just be retreading things we said for the Batman. True, that's fair. That and I think yeah, they're they're both very very. Go listen similar. to that episode. Yeah, I about to say we we got that episode before, and too, that that's gonna be a more in depth discussion of the Batman. I think again, these movies are very close. I just enjoy the Batman more. I love the Dark Knight. It's a great movie. I think it's probably top three best Nolan. Like, yeah, top one for me maybe. And well, and, oh, and, oh, and, and I forgot I forget about myself. Right. Top two then for me maybe. 
but I just like the Batman as a Batman movie yeah. more. I think again, it's very close to me as well. I like I like all that. I like the way Gotham feels. I just excuse me. I just really like the plot and the villains and how all the characters converge in the Dark Knight. It you know you see the disjointed mess of the '90s films with all their characters and see how this has all that and it connects it very well. And that's what I really like about it. But any final thoughts, Dave, before we wrap up this episode of the show? That's our rankings. From no, 1 no, through no, 10, no, 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 I got The no, Dark Knight no, no, no. at number 1. Davis is The Batman at number 1, but we've also got The Batman and The Dark Knight interchange there at 2. But don't forget, guys, Batman and Robin and Batman Forever are terrible films. Let's hear the, let's hear the trivia question. So the trivia question, that's right. We're going to end up with this trivia question, then we'll end the show. Um, oh, no, I lost the card. What? How did I lose did the card? you just drop it on the ground? You just had it right there beside you. What do you mean? Check under, check under the, the mouse pad. No, other one. That one. I don't know how I just lost the card. Oh, wait. Oh, my goodness. I have found the card, ladies and gentlemen. This one relates to Batman Forever. What Western star, what, what Western stars Kurt Russell and Val Kilmer as Wyatt Earp and I know. Doc Holliday? It's do not answer. <laughs> do not. But that'll be the trivia question to be revealed at next at the start of next week's episode. And next week, we'll be having Will Root, the host of Why So Serious, on to talk about Shawshank Redemption, the Shawshank Redemption, and The Green Mile, two movies that Davis has been trying to get me to watch for decades, it feels like. I look forward to that one, Davis. I'm excited for that. Good. It's going to be a good episode. It's going to be awesome. It will. We'll have Will Root on for that we'll one. Inform, it's gonna be... I, will, I will inform Will about it. Indeed. He, he actually talked about He thought it was going to be on this week, but I was like, no, it's going to be next week. Okay. He had talked about it on the show. So I'm going to talk to him about that. It's going to be a fun time. But that'll do it for this episode. We ranked all theatrical Batman films. That's 10 films. We ranked them all. We talked about them. We discussed what we liked, what we didn't like, or in the case of Batman Robin, what we hated about that movie. And all the way down from 1966 to 2022. A lot of films to discuss. We talked about it all. What were your thoughts on all the Batman films? You can let us know by reaching out to us directly or on the show's Instagram, and you can follow us on Through the Lens Weagle. That's through underscore the underscore lens underscore Weagle on Instagram. And you can follow Weagle underscore AU for all updates involving Weagle 91.1 FM, Auburn student-run radio station. But anyway, that'll do it for our episode on the Batman films. We thank you for joining us, and we will see you all next week. (laughs) 